what you'd like to hear see come back in the province as proud Manitobans. Uh, Craig weighs in was I like the return of Jim's fish and chips, not mine specifically, but um, and Shakey's is getting a lot. People want the return of Shakey's after we're discussing the return of Zellers and what you remember from that. Plenty of more texts to get to. We'll do that. Also, Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham coming up in the next segment to find out what's coming up on the news. And we'll also get to our question of the day. Don't forget to go to cjob.com and vote on our question of the day, and we'll get you some results as well. Another one. Hey, what about Shakey's? Uh, Mojo's and Chicken and the Best Pizza. That's from Tony. We're welcoming in a proud Manitoban and new senior host producer for the Winnipeg Jets, Sarah Oleski, to talk about the Jets announcement today. But, Sarah, you're from this province and proudly what do you wish of your youth to come back in this province that's no longer around is it as simple as zellers i was actually so i was shocked when i saw the news about zeller my daughter came to me this morning and had shown me a tweet with it and so i was recounting with um someone that's of a similar vintage about just different stores that had been in the city uh, back when we were growing up whether it be uh wolco sam that was a big one. Yeah. Uh, consumer distributing. Don't know if that going and choosing stuff out of the catalog. I was explaining going and picking it up. Yes, I was just explaining consumers distributing to our producer Braden today, who had no clue. He's too young what that was, and I said devastated when they came back from the back and said, "Sorry, we're out of stock." Oh, like, that's exactly. It. And I grew up. I lived in Charleswood and grew up so the mall over there. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, hit both the sand and the consumer distributing <laughs> right beside each other. So, those were uh, those were very big deals back Ju- in the day. Julie Buckingham, who's going to have the news with Richard at three, is going to join me in the next segment. Did let me know that uh, the last time they were through Sioux Lookout in northwestern Ontario, there was a sand store still there. So, if you are looking for a sand store, it's in Sioux Lookout. That's where I have to go. <laughs> That's where you have to go. That could <laughs> be the closest one, unless our <laughs> listeners weigh in with another one. A uh, big announcement for the Jets today. And you're in your second day of your new role, and uh, you're at the forefront. So we're uh, happy to have you back on the airwaves to discuss it. But the details for this year's induction into the Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame came in, and it's pretty two very popular names. Yeah, absolutely. For it, I don't know if you've uh, been discussing it already, but the fact that it was announced today that Tina Solani, as well as Tepa Numinen, will be inducted this year um, into the Hall of Fame. And we'll also be at the Winnipeg Jets Gala in November. And, I mean, you think about those two and you want to talk about, you know, being a proud Winnipegger and recounting my youth. Uh, For me, those two certainly played very prominent roles in it when I think about Winnipeg Jets 1.0 and what I remember about team and and the popularity that exists. I mean, uh, I think Teppo went under the radar maybe a little bit more Um, just didn't have obviously the same sort of flash that Solani had, but anyone that remembers back in 2011 when the Jets returned, what a hot ticket it was to be able to see his return to Winnipeg with Anaheim. Uh, This should be, this should just be an incredible night uh, and something that people don't want to miss out on. I was thinking of that when, when we sort of um, deciphered the code of, of 1327 today, um, before the announcement came out, I was thinking of that night when Timu came back with Anaheim in 2011. And I, I still get asked about that game from people back home I know in Alberta about the, like a standing ovation or at least an ovation every time he hit the ice. 
And um, it's something I'll never forget, actually. Like, I, I think we've seen the booing of a player that fans don't like when, when he touches the puck, but even that goes away a bit during the second period and then comes back at other points. Uh, even now, Jets assistant coach Brad Lauer, I spoke to after the game, who's an assistant with Anaheim, and, and when I saw him after the game, he made the joke, how about that ovation I got every time they saw me on the bench? And I, I, re- I remember asking him specifically, have you ever, like he played in Pittsburgh with Lemieux and Yager and stuff, and I said, have you ever seen anything like that? And he said, no. Um, he said, I couldn't believe that it was just relentless and nonstop and just speaks to, but he said, uh, you know, it's just an honor to be coaching him. He goes, he's just such a great human, not just hockey player, to be around him. He goes, I'm not surprised at that reaction here in Winnipeg to Timu when he came back that game. It was it was unreal, and I think so many people, I mean, you think about how it was, I know for some people, especially ones if you were, if you were splitting season tickets and looking at, did you want to be at that first game against Montreal, or did you want to be at the return of Timu? And, it, and as tremendous as the first game was in the atmosphere around it to me I'm trying to think of a game in the 11 seasons that really that I will remember and that resonated with me more than that one and I don't know off the top of my head if one does I it just it gave me chills and um, I remember being up in the press box uh, during the ovation you think about how many people were there for warm-up and then the ovations that came on continuously for him and just how you saw the connection that he had with the city and it was so deep and he's always spoken so positively about um, Winnipeg and his connection to the city and his connection to the fans. And Alex Gilchrist, who does uh, media relations for the Ducks um, has told me, I mean, for years he would tell me that he was so fortunate to have had team there because of the example that he set to everybody else. It made his job much easier because Try telling, you know, you didn't have to, you didn't really have to convince a player to do something because if Tamo was doing it already, what argument was a young player going to have for not um, being available? But even that game where they came into Winnipeg that first time and the crowd of people and fans that were outside the Fairmont when they arrived and it's cold, <laughs> it's winter, and he signed all the autographs. And that's, <laughs> I, I was fortunate. So when the, when the Ducks won, their cup. I was fortunate to be down there covering that um, that series. And Tamu did his, uh, you know, a massive scrum, his availability, still in all of his gear and skates. And so it went on forever. And then he did a second one that was all in Finnish, of course. And I went to him afterwards. And so he's, you know, he's not celebrating. He's still in, he's still in skates and gear. And I went and said, I'm, you know, I'm, so do you have time to do uh, just a couple more? And he stood there and had no problem doing with it, especially when he said, you know, I'm originally from Winnipeg. It's <laughs> <That was> always <laughs> my olive branch for my way to try to get in. From, uh, you know, I'm originally from Winnipeg. Well, um, no, you, I met you when I was 13. Um, <laughs> but, but just that connection that he had and that kindness and, that's why, why when I think about what this night is going to be like, the combination of, so it's, you know, they're going to be honoring them at the True North Gala, um, Foundation Gala, that's November the 15th. And anyone that's been a part and been there before knows what a, an important and special night that can be. And then the game itself is November 17th. It's against Anaheim. Um, I just think that the atmosphere and the ability for fans once again to show their appreciation to both 
um, players will just make it another one of those ones where if you were if you were there that you will remember it for years to come. And I'm glad you said both because uh, I know that just as I shouldn't say just as popular, nobody's as popular as Timu. Um, and, and I would even venture to argue, even with the current um, 2.0 roster, as, as many of the I. popular players as they have here. But Temple Newman has always come up in my time here, even before the Jets returned. And when I came here in 05, his name was always bantered around about just like that's a, a you know, you talk about Timu as an example off the ice as much as on it. Um, on the ice, like the, there are fans of his just for his steadiness, his his consistency throughout his career, not only here but in Phoenix and Dallas and Buffalo as well. I, and really part of that Finnish sort of um, legacy that when Patrick Liney was here that would speak of, you know, well, Timu, of course, but, you know, other Finnish players who have come here have dropped Teppo's name as well. Um, uh, he means just as much to this organization as a, a lot of the legends from Jets 1.0 and 2.0. Absolutely. And I think that that's where, I mean, so appropriate the finish flash, that Tebo didn't have the same obvious flash as what Solani had. And so I think especially if you weren't um, of an age where you were, where you watched his career, you don't have the same sort of understanding of what he meant um, to the, to this organization and this team, the Winnipeg Jets, but then also you know, all of his other stops around the NHL played over 1,300 games. He was so consistent, just his passing abilities as well, that because you're, what are, you don't see them on the highlights the same way um, that you do with, with Temu, but he meant so much. And I think that the, um, the classiness that he showed as well is just, it embodies, it embodies so much about what this current organization is about and that um, the values that, that Tepo to stand for is also something that I think aligns so well with this city and the fans and what people in this market appreciate. And I think finally to just wrap this up, and again, the gala is on November 15th. The game they'll be honored is November 17th versus the Ducks. And Sarah, you make a great point. Like if you're divvying up tickets, I know that's going to be at the forefront now in the ticket drafts for those of you that share them. Um, but when I was filling in for you once at the Rady JCC dinner was Timu Solani night because I think you were like out of town or basically really busy that they, they went down the list and I was 19th. Um, but uh, I was like, I, I had interviewed him a couple of times and stuff and I showed up early and they said just, you know, his handler said just show up and, and you guys can have a conversation of what he will and will not talk about. And I'm like, okay. And I got down there about four and he was doing an interview and then we started walking over to where the dinner was going to be. And um, I, I said, whenever you want to, you know, chat, he goes, okay. And then, so we sat down and he's like, wait a minute, do you want a beer? And I was like, okay. And so I went and then Timu go, I'll get it. And he went up and he brought two beers and he said, uh, I go, so basically I said, Timu, I think everybody knows your stats. Everybody knows your accomplishments. I think what people want to hear is like the stories of the locker room and your time here and stuff. And he goes, yeah, you can ask me anything. I don't care. I'll talk about anything. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, if you have some stories, he goes, yeah, I'll tell the story about how I named my dog after Ty Domi. And I'll tell a story about how I, and I was just sitting there and I'm like, just writing this down. And uh, I go, but there's nothing you don't want to not talk. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, you can even ask me about the trade. I'll talk about that. And I'm like, okay. And then he goes, do you want another beer? And I'm like, I probably shouldn't. 
<laughs> but, uh, yeah. But 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 I'm like that. But my point to this is, isn't that I had a beer with Timu? It's that's how he is with everybody. I think that that's why he's so endearing to everybody. Is it's just so casual. And the story he told about the trade was like he. I think they were in Washington, and he said I was guaranteed that I wouldn't be traded. We got back or or Minnesota or something. And I got off the ice of practice and said, there's a phone call. He goes, there was an actual phone in the room. And I went in there and they're like, we traded you. And he goes, I was just absolutely devastated. And he goes, it happened real quick. It was after practice. And that afternoon I was on a plane and he goes, I just was devastated. And I woke up and opened the hotel curtains and it was like 30 above and palm trees. And I thought to myself for the first time, this might work out. But he said, (laughs) I was devastated about it. But my, my point to this whole story is, I think that if anybody walks up to him, that's just how endearing he is to people. So here, when I mention about you know being, there aren't many, there aren't many players that even when I was growing up that I was necessarily really fans of or amateur. But obviously, there was something about being in this city when Tamo was a rookie and um, and playing here that just you couldn't help but get caught up in the hype and the magic of it all. So during the lockout, and this is actually an example that I always think of when you hear of players, you know, interactions and how they've changed over the years with fans. And in particular, I always think it's so special to be able to see players interact with younger fans because you have that ability to, to make a, not only to create a memory, but to make a fan for life. For it. And so when you think of the current group, I often think of Nikolai Ehlers, you know, throwing the candy, getting the candy thrown over and how that's become a bigger thing. And just the, what that means to those kids and that they will never, ever forget the kindness for it. And it can take something that's so small, but means so much. And so during the lockout, um, that first lockout, um, I was playing, I was taking tennis lessons Um here in town and and Timu and Ty were playing at the club and so we're watching them with a couple of friends and we're watching them and they came out afterwards and spoke to us like just started talking to us you know oh how's it going Matt and so Timu took I remember taking he took my racket he's like oh this is a really nice racket you have I don't remember anything else about it. That's all that I really remember was just the kindness and him coming over. I will tell you that I still have the racket where every time I go to get rid of it, because it is so, I mean, it's whatever, 30 years old. Every time I go to get rid of it, I'm oh, but you know what? <laughs> when I was saying, Tamo, you know, this is the racket that Tamo took. And it was, but it was that small moment that just meant so much. And it was that little bit of kindness that, again, has stuck with me. And you think about, you know, how many um, athletes and how many people have had the good fortune of being able to interview or speak to over the years. And it was that moment that's still forever. And I've interviewed Tamu um, a ton of times. Um, it was it was that moment to me that will, you know, I'm convinced that when I'm old and um, and in my final days that I will still remember the most out of all of them. Yes, and at least we know with your massive temper that you'll never break that racket. <laughs> That's right. I'm kidding, of course. Sarah, thanks for this. We appreciate it, the insight. I know a lot of people are excited about our text lines, just filling up with Timu stories too. If I saw him here, I saw him there. He was so nice to me there. So it's going to be a big night. November 15th is a gala, and then, of course, the game that he'll be inducted, uh, Teppo Newman and Timu Solani, 2022 Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame inductees, is November 17th. Thanks, Sarah. And- 
Thanks so much, Jim. Can I just make one really quick comment sure. that when people are looking for more, when people are looking for more information, because we do know that those are going to be obviously a, as an event that people want to be involved in, but if they go to the website, that there are uh, there is more information there, not only on the gala but on the night, and be able to find which ticket packages um, associate with that game, so that you aren't going to no one misses out on it because it will be a hot ticket. Of course, WinnipegJets.com. Thanks for adding that. I should have mentioned that myself. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate your time as always. Have a wonderful day.